Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Our very special guest this week is Anne Flamon. Anne is the mind behind Dare and Defy, a marketing strategist with over 15 years of experience in startups and corporate all over Europe and North America. Anne is an expert at distilling what makes a business unique to conceptualize and implement the strategy tailored to a company's needs and budget, no matter the industry. And is also an advocate for equality, inclusion, and accessibility. Uh, she believes in getting things done instead of talking about it, getting it done. And welcome to the show. Hi, John. Hey, and we're so I'm so happy to ha- to have you on the show. And it's you know this is going to be great because I know. And actually, for the listeners that are out there, the one thing I'm always professing is always to go out to networks and build some deep connections actions. And, you know, it was a networking event that you and I both attended a few months ago that led us to where we are today. And it's really around building those relationships. So it's, it's great to have you on the show to, to share and distill some of your expertise around strategy and branding, which I, I know is really important for the, for the newcomers that are out there. Yeah, I'm super happy. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, developing the connection is everything in Canada. As we're going to probably talk extensively throughout the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and I know, and you know, and why don't we get right into it? I, I, you know, one of the things our guests might not know is you're also a newcomer to Canada. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, what brought you here? What brought you to Canada specifically? So I'm kind of what they call a career expat. <laughs> career expat. I like Yeah, that. it's because I've lived in seven countries before I came to Canada. So I just moved somewhere and leave and work somewhere for like a few years. And then I moved to another destination. And this is what I did for my entire 20s. And when I reached the beginning of my 30s, I was like, okay, that would be nice to settle down somewhere. But where? Mm -hmm. So I was back in France at that time. And I was working in uh, Switzerland. And I was like, what's the next big adventure? And it took me to Canada. I came here, I knew only one person that I had been to business school with, who was an exchange student back in 2004, five. <laughs> so quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I arrived in Canada in 2013. And I was very, very lucky. I got that person that I knew that was kind enough to host me for two weeks in her apartment. She had an opening in her department and that got me a little administrative contract for two months and I could rebound on that and get into a marketing position and from there I worked for Scotiabank for about three years and a half and then I started my own company in Canada. Nice. So you know one of the things that we talked about earlier on was you know some of the challenges that you faced you know you know your story sounds like it was perfect you showed up you got a job you did your thing but that wasn't necessarily the case right so what were some of the challenges that you face because i know some of our our, our listeners today are, are, are thinking about making the move to canada if they're not already here and you know they're hearing things that are out there so what were some of the things that you faced specifically um and and what did you do to overcome some of those things 
So as I said, I was very lucky because the main obstacle that many people face when they come here is network. Mm. In Europe and especially in France, uh, it's about where you've been to school. In Canada, it's about who you know <laughs> because people do business with people they know, people they like and people they trust. Mm -hmm. And that's true in business as it is true with employees. And in Canada, uh, I found out very quickly that the job market and based on, there's a hidden job market. There's the job market that is advertised on platforms like Indeed or uh, Workopolis or other platforms like this where there are job postings, but those are only 30% of the actual job offers. <laughs> so if you don't know the people, you might never know that there is an opening somewhere. Yeah. And people refer each other. So for me, that barrier was removed because straight away I came in and I was lucky enough that the only person I knew in Canada happened to need an administrative contract for two months. And then I got people working with me who were advocating with me. And I was at already my foot in the saddle at Scotiabank. And I was able to apply internally. And I had people internally who could vouch for me. Mm. Actually, so this this causes me to, to think of a question and I know some people might be thinking about thinking about this. Did you do any, what kind of work did you do before you showed up in Canada to make sure that you could utilize that network connection? Cause I know one of the things that we advocate, you know, both myself and, and Connell, who's uh, the founder and, and co-author of zero hired the book. Uh, you know, we talk about building your connection before you leave. So is, is that one of the things that you did and, and what did you do specifically around that? So this is absolutely not something that I did because before Canada, I was in Switzerland and I was in London in the UK. I was in New York. I was in Dublin. I was in Spain. I was back in France. And every places I've been, it was very easy to just show up and look for a job and mm. you could find a job. And I was always very lucky to find a job in marketing at the level of experience that I wanted, it was always between a manager position to a head of marketing position. So the last job I had in Geneva, Switzerland, when uh, before I left for Canada, I was head of marketing for a startup. And when I came to Canada, um, I thought that it was going to be exactly the same as in other countries. I would show up, I would apply, there were opportunities. And I would get a job and I would be able to pick up my career wherever I left it, right? Mm -hmm. Except there was a reality check when I came in. So lucky in the sense I got the job that put me the, the foot in the saddle and I was able to rebound on this and find a job in marketing. But it was a coordinator job. So I went from head of marketing to coordinator. <laughs> Yeah. very huge step back and one of the struggle that I had was I was really imbibed into other cultures especially U.S. culture where you kind of pushy and assertive and you come in and if you're doing a good job you're being promoted very quickly so for me it wasn't a problem at the beginning to just take a big step back and prove myself again and go back to the level that I was and when I was in the job, I found out that it's not the way it works in Canada. In Canada, you need to have a permanent residency and temporary work visa. You're not trusted. It's not trusted that you will stay 
So usually they don't give you responsibilities if you don't have mm -hmm. a permanent residency or a citizenship. Then there was the, this um, very big corporate culture where people make a career in the department they are at for several years, not entire careers, but for several years, and they're waiting their turn to be promoted. So when you're the last to arrive, you can't be expected, even if you are better for the job, even if you have more experience or your education is better suited, you have to wait your turn. So that was one frustration too. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of, especially the bigger, the bigger organizations, uh, that that is a pretty common thing where you know they they promote from within. This is why you know you talked about the hidden job market. Yeah, uh, it's um, a lot of the jobs don't make it externally because they typically hire people inside first, and they give those people the opportunity to grow inside the company. So yeah, so sometimes competing with that, it can be difficult, but you found a way around it, right? So yeah. what did you do to, to kind of grow? And, you know, and one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, sometimes just getting your foot in is a good start and then you got to move, but you don't have to do a survival job. Cause I know a lot of new Canadians and newcomers that make it to this country, they think they got to work in a Starbucks before they can get, you know, a job in a, in a, in their industry, but you, you got a job in your industry. You just, it was a couple of steps back. So yeah. what did you do to move and, and grow and, and get into the position that uh, eventually, you know, before you went out on your own and started doing your own business, uh, what helped you get to the next level inside your career inside organizations? So I don't know if I ever got to the next level, really mm -hmm. in the corporation and i think that's what sparked getting a, like starting a business yeah um i didn't get a survival job because i was very lucky to straight away be mentored by other people to create the relationships and i was really catering the offers i was focusing my attention and my efforts on meaning by that uh instead of focusing on jobs that were um, that had a reporting manager uh, that was very Canadian and very anchored into the Canadian culture. Uh, what I did is focus on jobs that were held by people who had international experience and who knew what I was going through. So I went through a, a department who had a South African uh, woman who was mm -hmm. di in director in the department and my direct my direct manager uh, the manager who was managing me directly uh, was uh, from, um, where was she from? Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. And so she had worked and she knew what it was to be a newcomer to Canada and she really valued the skills. So it's really about alignment because we had uh, very aligned values. We were very alike in the way we worked and what we wanted out of the job and I think this is this alignment that I, when I was hired for this first position inside of the marketing department, it was, I, I had an advocate. It was not even a manager. It was an advocate. And she helped me rebound on another contract after, after my contract was finished with her. And this is how that got me to my permanent residency that enabled me to open the doors nice. for me. So yeah. yeah, it's really about the alignment and about finding yeah. people that are in line with you. Yeah. 
Actually, so this is good. So I want to stick on this point, but we're going to take a quick break first because uh, uh, I heard something in there about mentoring. And I know one of the things that we're a big advocate for is making sure or we try to, to tell people to do is to find a mentor. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we come back from break. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about how to brand yourself as well. So to make sure that people get some really good value in terms of what they need to do to stick out and shine, because I know that's your expertise so we'll uh, we'll get into that right after this break. Okay. All right. All right, we're going to go into break and we'll be back soon. Are you planning to move to Canada and concerned about how you will find your first job? Maybe you're already here and struggling to get that big break. As a newcomer to Canada myself, I knew the best time to be prepared for a job search is before I needed the job. My name is Connell Valentine, and I'll be your online course instructor, helping you get the job soon after and maybe even before you land in Canada. I'll be sharing my screen while helping you build your brand new Canadian resume that will delight recruiters. We will create a direct email marketing campaign to hiring managers that will make you stand out from your competition. We will then be doing a demo of a real online job application, showing you the precise steps you need to follow to quadruple your chances at getting the job interview. And finally, to get the inside info on the vast majority of the hidden job market, I'll show you how real networking is done in Canada. The average salary in Canada is well over $200 per day. Don't waste any more time and money being unemployed while trying to find the right way to job search. Get lifetime access to these courses at the link in the show notes below at courses.zerotohired.com. Use it to get your first job fast and to get your promotional jobs in your future. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Hired podcast with our best, very special guest, Anne Flamon, who is talking about her experience as a newcomer to Canada and what, what that was like. And where we left off before the break is we were talking about mentoring. And uh, so, you know, you, you made a really good, relevant point, and where you talked about how a mentor was able to help you. Uh, what would be some of your tips that you would give other newcomers when connecting with mentors? When connected with mentor, be humble and assume that you don't know anything. Because whatever your experience is in your own country or in other countries, Canada is very different. And I came with my experience and my knowledge of the job market and how to find a job. And in the end, it did not serve me at all. And I was lucky enough to have people who actually told me what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Instead of going through the pitfall of just moving and doing things as I would have done anywhere else, and it would have probably set me back and I would have probably damaged some of the relationships. Wow. So instead of wow. that, it was really great to have like those people telling me like straight away, like from week one at my two months uh, little contract, temporary contract in admin, straight away, first week, people were like, oh, you need to stay. We love you. How about you do this and you do that? And when you apply and these are the resources and this is where you need to look and let me introduce you to this person and this person and like straight away and just coming from that place of like, I have done all of this in my life, but I'm starting fresh somewhere new and 
I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so please do help and I'll take any advice. And just being that open and always trying to like bring value to people, this really like you get back tenfold and people yeah. want to help. This is my main takeaway. Like when you not even ask for help, but when you open yourself up to help and ask questions, people really want to help. Yeah. And actually that's one of the things that we find here too, right? So when, when you're, when you reach out to people, people are very encouraging and very supportive, right? Yeah. So, so they're very good to, to help. I actually, I so I was just wondering, and I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, what kind of, what kind of things did you do to add value back to your mentors? Cause you talked about adding value and making sure that you were giving some value as well. Uh, what would be one of the things that you offered that was specific to adding value to one of your mentors? So lots of the first mentors that I had were peers in my department or people who were compliance officer in the department I was working in. Mm -hmm. And bringing value was very easy. They were super busy. It was uh, just before tax season. So for everything that has to do with mutual fund compliance, just before tax season is crazy they receive about 500 uh, faxes to be filed every every day oh. and they have to follow up with the branches and the complier the com, com, um, compliance officers in branches mm -hmm. so just like being super organized and asking them like am i doing it the way you want it to be done and just like really again asking question and instead of doing things that were right for me just being in that mode of like, okay, this is the way I would do things, but what do you actually need from me? And I think that makes all the difference because if you save people time, then they will have more time to dedicate to you and they will be thankful because they know that you're not wasting their time and that you're really listening to what they need and that you are there kind of to serve mm -hmm. in a way. And I don't, I don't know how I could say for like people outside of, of a department because I didn't really have mentors outside of my work environment. Uh, but yeah, really just like being, being curious and ask questions and understand different ways of thinking and doing your own work. Yeah not taking things for granted and not wasting people's time and really being very cognizant. Like this is why I want to talk to you and this is what I need to know. And I need 15 minutes and I'm not going to waste a minute more. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's perfect. And this is exactly, you know, one of the things that we talk about is when you're going to have conversations with people. So the stuff you're talking about is completely applicable for the folks outside as well. Yeah. You know, if you're going to meet with people, you're going to meet with your mentors, you're going to meet with people you do informational coffee chats with, you know, show up prepared, be ready to, to be able to be ready with your questions. You know, in some cases, what we, what we teach is send those questions in advance. So that person comes prepared for the conversation, just like you would at a work meeting, right? You hope <laughs> sometimes, yeah. uh, but be ready, be ready. So, so this way you're, you're, you're very uh, appreciative, of, appreciative of their time and making sure that you're having that conversation that's valuable to both sides, right? Yeah, but and another thing that I would add, because I got tricked 
Toronto traffic is very, very unreliable. <laughs> so plan to be half an hour early to your meeting <laughs> because you do not want to be caught up in traffic and arrive, like plan to arrive right at the time or five minutes before the time and end up being 15 or 20 minutes late. <laughs> yeah. And actually you don't want to make that type of impression, even if it's just an informational session. Um, yeah, Toronto Toronto's an interesting city that way. I'm sure it's like that in other places in the world too, but uh yeah, no, definitely plan ahead, right? Yes. Especially if you're meeting new people, you know, if it's new clients or if it's a new mentor, anybody new, just you, you know, if anything, my rule of thumb is always be early. Even being on time can be a delicate thing, so you got to be really careful with that. Yeah. Okay, so one thing I want to talk about, because all of this kind of ties into your brand, right? Because the one thing I find, everything that you've talked about, you know, reliability, dependability, uh, preparedness, and, you know, willing to help and add value to others, that's all part of your brand. So, yes. you know, in, in the few minutes that we have remaining, what, what are some tips that you can give people around really creating a strong brand? Even if you're still outside of the country, what are some of the things that you can do? And maybe, you know, if you got a couple of suggestions for platforms they can do that on, you know, that would be great because this is important, right? And to show up and to people, for people to know you, your brand before you actually walk into the room is actually even more important. So what would be some of your tips around building, uh, you know, some personal, some personal brand? So I would say the first big thing you need to do is do your homework on yourself. Know who you are, know what you're looking for, know what kind of environments and culture you want to be evolving into mm. and really have, have an entire vocabulary around the way you present yourself that matches the vocabulary that the people you are going to try to talk to will relate to. So maybe you have a very great story to tell in your bio on LinkedIn, but maybe that story will not relate to the people you're going to try to talk to because on LinkedIn, that might be, they might be looking for something that is more pointed, that is more keyword oriented. They might be doing keyword search instead mm -hmm. of people's or skills search. So I would say, first off, really define what is it? What are your values? What are your needs? Where do you operate the best? What kind of culture? What kind of job? What kind of industry? What kind of people? Because then once you've done the homework on yourself, try to define who do you need to talk to? Do you need to talk to recruiters? Or do you need to talk to potential hiring manager? or to peers that might become manager, just think it's the long game. It's not, I know that when you come here, you have the pressure of getting a job and quickly being into a career and earning a salary. But with Canada, everything is the long game. And it's a very small country, even though it's very vast in geography. Like think there's only 36 million people in Canada. So you're going to keep on bumping into the same people over and over again. And you can't make a better first impression than the one you gave. So you want to really know who are you talking to? How do you talk to them? How do you create genuine, authentic relationships so that when you need to ask for something, the relationship is already there? And that takes a long time because it takes a long time for people to trust and when people recommend you for a job or tell you that about the job opportunities, 
there needs to be that trust because they're putting their name and their reputation on the line. So a couple of things to do. Another thing, very, very important, audit your digital footprint. And by that, Google yourself and see what comes up. Have a look at your Facebook profile, at your Instagram profile, if you use your name or if it's associated with your real name, even at your LinkedIn profile, everything. What is there when you Google yourself? What's the information that comes up? How can you clean up that information so that you don't have party pictures showing up from 10 years ago? <laughs> it's changed. Like you can go into Facebook and you can change the privacy settings so that people who are not friends with you directly don't see some of the content. So really review your privacy settings, really audit what is your digital footprint and are people will will judge you based on that digital footprint when they research you because people will google you <laughs> they yeah. will no for sure 100 percent. so really like audit your digital footprint do your homework and start creating relationships and you can start reaching out to people for like we have amazing technology nowadays you don't even need to have an actual informational with someone you can have it like through zoom or online <laughs> with yeah. skype or with facetime so if you're not based out of Toronto, you can even schedule, like pre-schedule things and start getting in touch with people and be like, okay, I have that date. I'm arriving on that date. Don't do it if you don't have an arrival date because people will feel like, okay, they might be wasting my time. But if you have an arrival date a few weeks before, have already your list of people that you want to contact, have the exact topics and the exact question you want to ask those people and start creating the connection online through a message on LinkedIn, through a connection, follow people, comment on their LinkedIn posts. Like, I know that it becomes very creepy these days with people who don't know you and they want to pitch you something and they connect with you on LinkedIn. <laughs> Instead of doing that, follow them so that you see their content, but when you're not connected without you having a first interaction with them, and then like, engage, comment on their content and start the relationship like that, slowly but surely. Because in the end of the day, when you land in Canada, or even if you're already in Canada, those will really pay off. Because then you can go and be like, hey, I just landed in Canada. Or, hey, I'm planning my first week of meeting in Canada. <laughs> and they already know you. You don't have to say, would you mind doing this? They all, you already have the connection. So no, they don't mind doing this. Yeah. No, yeah. And you, so you touch on a lot of great points, which are very poignant uh, and, and, you know, helpful for these newcomers. Because I, I think a lot of people, and I see it, and I'm sure you see it sometimes too, where people will just reach out. Um, so they just reach out and... Um, you know, they ask for a favor right away and you don't know the person. Yes. So some, some of the stuff that you talked about, you know, it's bang on, right? Follow and then, you know, even follow for a little bit, you know, before you connect, right? Before you reach out and you connect to somebody. I, I don't know about you, but, you know, one of the things I always look at, you know, who's following me? Because, you know, things like LinkedIn will show you that. Unfortunately, Facebook doesn't. But LinkedIn will definitely show you, if, even if you have a free one, you know, if somebody looked at your profile recently, who's that person? And sometimes what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll research that person and look them up. And, uh, you know, if, if I find it interesting and there's enough of a connection, I will reach out and connect with them. 
Yeah. So, you know, all the stuff you talked about, it was perfect. Bang on really around building brand, building relationship. So as we go into the last minute of this podcast, and um, I know you've got a, a, quite a few things going on in the city of Toronto. So this is more for the people that are already here in the city. Uh, if you're in Toronto, I know you got a couple of things going on. Do you want to share that with our audience? Yes, yeah, so I'm always there to support and to mentor. So I've got a couple of mentorship going with some organizations and I'm also giving workshops. So I'm trying to spread the word and raise awareness around diversity, inclusion, and also accessibility because mm -hmm. it's so important to make everybody feel like not only do they have a seat at the table, but they also belong at the table and they can dance like they're among friends at the party after the meeting. So I do a couple of uh, workshops. Uh, the next one that's coming up on November 19th at 6 p.m. is at the Staples Studio. And you can register for Eventbrite. And it's all about people-to-people -people marketing. So it can serve people who are entrepreneurs, people who are practicing marketing, or people who are just trying to brand themselves. There's a little bit for everyone within the workshop. And it's an hour and a half, very ends up, and we just refining the pitch and really trying to see how you can better align and better position yourself who, to the needs of the people you're trying to reach. Perfect. So I'll make sure I include a link to your event uh, in the show notes. So I'll make sure that this actually goes out uh, next week um, so people can get a hold of you and attend your workshop, which would be fantastic because I know there's a lot of good value. And I know just in the conversations that we've had, even though they were brief, they were still very informative. Uh, which is why I brought you on to the show as a guest, because I knew there would be a lot of good value there. Oh, so, Anne, so thank you for your time today. Thank you for distilling such great information. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for all the tips and insights that you've provided. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And if it can help at least one person, then my job is done. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the next one where we'll share some insights and valuable tips on how to get into the workforce in Canada. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.